0: Hungry Trilobite Podcast would like to start by acknowledging these fine conventions. The Hellmouth Con. The Hellmouth Convention is back, and it's hosting a spectacular event in the place of all places, Torrance High School, the shooting location for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Join us June fifteenth, 2024, for one day only. Proceeds benefit the Los Angeles LGBT Center and the Ron Glass Memorial Scholarship. Visit thehellmouth.org for details. SunerCon 32 oklahoma city's longest running premier pop culture convention returns june 21st through 23rd 2024. prepare for three days of cosplay crafts tabletop gaming and legendary guests all in the friendly town of norman oklahoma to give back to the community fundraisers and a live charity auction will be held visit soonercon.com to reserve your membership Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig and I'm going to be your host. Today I'm welcoming Allison Bodie to the show and we met at Fan Expo New Orleans, had a great chat. Allison is an artist and one of the things I like to recommend when we have an artist on the show is go to the show notes right away on my website, AaronBossig.com, and look up her portfolio. Look up the work she's done. Because it really helps to keep that in mind when we're talking about her work. Let's get started with her right now. We are here at Fan Expo New Orleans with Allison Bodie. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for asking.
0: It's a Sunday. It's the last day. It is. We were talking about how there's definitely a different feel to each day. And this is a day of mixed emotions. Yes,
1: a lot of mixed emotions.
0: (laughs) But uh, to let artists audience know, you are an artist, a very talented one. Thank I've been you. checking out your work for the past couple of days and before that online. Yeah, thank you very and much. And I'd like to direct people to your work. What got you into doing what you do?
1: Uh, so that's a very long and winding journey for the most part. I've been doing art, drawing and painting, and just doing a lot of little things since I was young. Um, and when I was after high school, I did college, and I did uh, sculpture. And that was my first introduction to sculpture. And from there, it kind of led into everything that I do now. So I have a background in special effects, I have a background with theater, and I have a lot of things in performing arts that I just wanted to blend with fine arts. So I do a little bit of both, um, and I just now consider myself a mixed media specialist or a fabrication artist, Mm -hmm. because I'm very much just process-oriented, and I love to play with materials and explore and see what comes out of
0: it. And you used a lot of really nice, highbrow, fancy words there, but we're at a comic <laughs> convention.
1: We are, we are. Which I believe is so... high art, and you
0: probably do. But...
1: I do, I do see it as high art. I am a fan of all art, pretty much.
0: But that's a conversation the rest of the world doesn't always want to have. True, very true. So when you see somebody like yourself who's taking it seriously, saying, I'm going to make something, uh, I mean, I've seen... Yeah. What's your favorite piece? <laughs> let's, let's go there.
1: Um, I will go ahead and say that... Um, the majority of what I sell at cons is usually 2D art, but I, I my love is with it 3D art when it comes to sculpture, or I like to do um, props and set pieces, costume pieces, all the kinds of different things, cosplay things. I don't work particularly with any cosplayers other than just most of my clients are actually people that come to my booth and then ask for commissions later, so I, I do a lot of independent work. Um, I have done uh, like headpieces for drag queens. I have done um, full sets for for shows, for plays, and stuff. It's just a little all over the place. Um, but definitely, if I can get my hands on doing sculpture work or three D materials, that's my joy. Sure,
0: <laughs> but um, my point I'm getting at is: somebody comes to your booth and they see this, and they don't necessarily say, "This is a person who's into." Uh, fine art but right. I, I think it is and I think that we need to start realizing that you know somebody drawing Superman today is no different than somebody drawing Hercules a thousand years ago.
1: I agree I completely agree with you I mean if you look around you art is everywhere yes it's in the designs that we see in brochures and signs and, and on TV everything everything involves art it's just you know like recognizing that there's a person behind it every single time and who is that person that's creating and what is the creative process to me, it's fascinating. So, I, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I remember at a time, you know, first watching movies and stuff when I was a kid, it's like, I didn't care about all the names behind what, what I was watching. Right. But there's a certain <laughs> point when you realize, no, that's why this is so cool. Yes. So people are being involved.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Especially, like, animators. Like, um, I I have always have had a love for animation. So, um, animated movies and TV shows are kind of my jam. I will always be the adult child that's going to go out and watch all of them. <laughs> But it's also because I deep dive into, ooh, like, what is the process behind this animation? Or, you know, like, I also am a writer, so I I enjoy looking at it from a writer's perspective of the way people craft a story. So I'm just very, um, I'm very much the kind of person that will fangirl over (laughs) just what people are doing.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, this take one example, let's look at, like, the early Disney mm-hmm. animated movies. Yeah. Like, the like, first yes. five. All the hand animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Snow White, <laughs> plus a few more out. Yes. Every time I watch those, the thing that gets me every time is how short the credits are. Yeah. Like a modern movie, the credits go on almost five minutes. Yes. And they're, you're lucky Huge to get. Teams. Yeah. Yes. Now, granted, that's partially because some people didn't get the credit they deserve. I'm going to acknowledge agree. that. I'll
1: agree with you there. <laughs> However,
0: you're still dealing with 100 people instead of 100,000.
1: Yes, yes. And, I mean, the introduction of technology really skyrocketed because then you need so many people on your production team doing individual jobs. Like, you could just be doing lighting for all of the animation now because um, one person will be doing um, rigging for the character, one person will be character design, you know, like, they are teams for everything now. So, yeah, the amount of people involved is is crazy, Uh, especially when you get into the very big... TV and movie productions mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean the fact that there's still an individual behind every part is important to me mm-hmm. so I, I like that you know like credits <laughs> it's one of those things like yes I like to sit through the credits because I like to actually acknowledge the, the hard work that goes into it but that's not everybody's jam and that's fine <laughs> uh,
0: sure no, I get that yeah but I, mean, I see you said you're very process oriented this conversation I is am. definitely bringing that up let's talk about your process
1: Okay, um, so I have uh, a little bit of all over the place in my arsenal, if you will. But um, for the most part, I will always do concept work, like a a concept idea. And then I kind of jump in with materials and I just play around for a while. Um, So if I'm doing, say, um, one of my past commissions, I did a... uh, raven queen mask headdress piece for a cosplay and this was just from a um, person that came up to my booth and we became friends and they loved my artwork and so they commissioned me to do this over the past summer actually and um, the process behind that was i actually have like a life cast of my own face that i will sculpt on top of and then i take a mold of the sculpture and then i will usually cast it in plastic or sometimes I'll use um, two-part epoxy clay, which is um, just going to be an A and a B mixed together and it's really hard, um, like a rock when it cures. So um, I will cast uh, my materials, whatever that's going to be, then it's you know working on the finishing where you've got to sand everything down paint it and all that and then just assembly notes, by
0: the way I need absolutely to do this.
1: no this is the thing is that i i share this information with freely with anyone that comes to my booth mm-hmm. because i am always here for like yes get hands on like if you if you can't find the information on how to do it you know what i will help you <laughs> so i love being able to share this information but yeah it's it, it can be, like, a hardcore process. Um, it's time-consuming sometimes. But to me, I, I thoroughly enjoy, like, every step. Like, I like seeing it become something. <laughs> but I used to also be employed um, as a mold maker and sculptor doing scenic design in Florida. So, um, that has been a background that really got me some good skills. I'm working in very large projects. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that mold making and sculpture work and all that kind of stuff is intimidating to most people. But I will always be the person that's like, yeah, here, let me help you. I'll have it be less intimidating. <laughs> sure.
0: Now, is there any storage concerns with that, that mold once it's actually finished and not needed at the moment?
1: Um I keep mine mostly in like if you want to have it in a like temperature controlled room, that's great. Um The only thing I would really say is don't leave it out to the elements. Um, If it's gonna get rained on and have sun beaten down on it and all that kind of stuff, yes, your materials will rot (laughs) and and ruin. But if you keep it in a garage or even like an attic or just uh, boxes or tubs inside your house or whatever, you can use those molds for years and years and years. Um, I usually use a a pretty good, uh, grade silicone with everything. Like uh, you don't need all the fancy equipment, like the gas chambers to degas things. You can use just like techniques in pouring and different things like that to get just as good results. So it's it's um, one of those things that everyone thinks they need all the fancy equipment for, and you don't need that much fancy equipment to actually get the job done. <laughs> Good I've, to know. I trust me because I don't always have the budget for the fancy equipment myself, so I've had to learn how to get around all that. And see, this is <laughs> something
0: that people don't get. Almost every independent art I've talked about, I yeah. filmmaking especially, but also comic books and cosplay, I will get people who are like, "I need to have this thing mm-hmm. in order to get started," and I'm like, "No, because no. people yeah. did it without that. You can too."
1: Yes. Yes. It's
0: going to be work, and I know that's a dirty word to some people. That is true. That is but. very
1: true. Like, some people don't like the extra effort that it's going to take. And sometimes you do need the equipment. Sometimes you have a process that absolutely needs, like, a pressure pot or something. If you're working with resin and you're wanting clear resin and stuff, sometimes that's essential. I learned how to make, um, uh, basically prosthetic-level eyes, um, special effects eyes and stuff to go in animatronics and things, and that process requires a lot of equipment to do in order to do it right. Can you still get results that are great without? Absolutely. You don't necessarily need it. You can get it, but sometimes if you really want that extra, extra quality, it is necessary. But I have found so many alternative ways of getting just as good results (laughs) for not as much money.
0: So when people are going by your booth, what's catching people's eye this weekend? Is there a certain piece that is really just knocking it out of the park? Well,
1: recently, just especially because I was traveling for this con, it is a brand new one for me. I've never actually been to New Orleans before, so this is even my first time to the city um so i started doing um a little project back in october because october usually has a drawing challenges that come through and i decided that i would just try and um, create pieces of artwork about the size of a trading card and for me it was a challenge because i was like okay this is meant to be small designs um, so like i could refine my process and have um, like a nice little result at the end and a big, like, goal of mine was just to, to finish as many as I could. And, because um, I think a lot of people, what they don't realize with art is that it is constantly practice. Like, you don't just stop no. learning. You no. keep learning. I've been doing this for, for my entire life, and I'm still learning. I, like, I feel like I'm learning brand new things every single day. So that was my main focus of, like, having, um, original Mixed media like pieces, so tiny versions of fine art, if you will, that are affordable and portable for people because those were my main goals of people going through cons. I understand that you're buying a whole bunch of stuff and there's a lot to look at, and you don't want to carry around big, heavy things necessarily, Mm -hmm. and you want your dollar to go as far as it can when you're at a con. So I was like, I just making my own personal. Art trading cards if you will <laughs> and so I have um, ones that are based off of fandoms that I love and then I have a few other ones I'm starting a tarot deck of my own and so I have some of my own personal tarot designs in there and then I just have some that are just my own original art just some things that came out of my imagination that I enjoyed so there's a mix Mixed bag of things to find out my biggest
0: <laughs> That is one of the things I did notice when I was going through there, is that yeah. You do have a huge range of stuff, which is why I kind of want to say, hey, what's yeah. really what's really moving right now? What's clicking? Because sometimes you get to a con, and even if you've done three that year, it's true. that show, people are like, I need to get the dragon on the skateboard. Yes. And that dragon <laughs> has sat time. there for three cons, and nobody's touched it, but it suddenly moves.
1: And I have that. I have some artwork that I will take from show to show to show, and it just stays with me. And I've had some that can even be with me for a couple of years, and then the person finds it, and I'm like, I guess i was just waiting for you, you know, like, that's the way I, I take it, but I have noticed with this particular con, anime has been the big thing, and, um, some of the anime fandoms that I have at my booth are, um, we have some Jujutsu Kaisen, and we also have Sailor Moon and Inuyasha, and, um, some Chainsaw Man in there, so, like, uh, a I, I kind of just pick and choose, oh, definitely some Hayao Miyazaki Studio Ghibli as well. That is a huge inspiration for me. But that was also from, like, the film animation aspect we talked about earlier. But that those are the things that have connected with fans the most. And so it's it's really nice when you get those people to come up, because then you get to geek out together <laughs> a little bit over all the fun stuff.
0: I, I do love that feeling when there's people like, oh, I really like this. And like, yeah, I really like it, too. Yes. That's why I made it. Yes. That's cause it, cause it You don't realize that you're paying that person a compliment just by getting interested in what they made.
1: I I totally agree with you. And that's actually... um, So me and my friend that are both working here for this particular con, um, that's one of the things that keeps us doing comic conventions and events like this as it is, because we really enjoy talking to people about these fandoms. We really enjoy finding the nerds. (laughs) So um, we... We don't ever come with expectations on, oh, are we going to sell this or, oh, are we going to do that? We come with, I hope we have good conversations. I hope we meet a lot of really cool people. I hope we get some fun connections out of this um, experience because that is what we take with us moving forward. Right. Yeah. So I enjoy it a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it, It is a convention. It is getting people together who really do enjoy this. Yes. nobody here is here to have a bad time nobody's grouchy at these yeah things. exactly
1: well i've met a few but
0: <laughs> yeah it does happen but everyone's I'm not saying, gonna have
1: a bad day somewhere. i'm not
0: saying it never <laughs> happens but it's, right it's really really hard to find this bad yeah advantage.
1: in general everyone who's coming out is out to have a good time and they're they're down to enjoy what is offered here and i i think that Every con that I go to has something special and something different and a different energy, different vibe. And I have a great time exploring what those are. And that's also the city, you know, all the cities have their own vibes. Mm -hmm. So you get uh, different people will react and different people will have different conversations. So, I mean, I learn something every time I go to a new place. (laughs) I'm going
0: to have to toss this out here. I, I... I just published a book called The Convention Survival Guide. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's great. And this is something I cover in one of the first chapters is that every con is different. Yes. And that is something you need to bear in mind. If it's your first one, choose relatively wisely.
1: Yeah. Find a
0: city you're going to like. Find a material you're going to be interested in. Find something that's the time of year you're going to feel free to take the time off of work and go. Exactly. And people are like, what's the best con out there? And they say San Diego Comic-Con, which, hey, I I see the Mm -hmm. argument. But that doesn't mean it's the best con for you your first time out.
1: Yes. And a lot of them can be overwhelming. They're so huge. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people that, um, because my biggest con that um, I am involved with, and I have been for uh, several years now, is MegaCon in Orlando. And it is a huge con. And on those Saturdays, I've had a lot of people that are like, you know, just literally body to body. Like, you you can't even get through the aisles. There's so many people Mm -hmm. going through. So it can be an experience Mm -hmm. that... You know you have to be prepared for <laughs> going in and um but even so like everyone vendor patrons everyone has had a good time and and that's that's something consistent across the board is that no matter what it's still a good time it can be stressful and it can be frantic and it can be outright chaos at times Yes. <laughs> but it's still great experiences <laughs>
0: And you know, people have to realize I've not been to almost. Somebody asked me how many cons have you been to, and I'm like, I at least thirty. That's oh, a low man. number. <laughs> I mean, if it's I really, higher than mine. Okay. <laughs> and I've never been to one where somebody big hasn't canceled the day before. Oh yeah. Just, it, it happens all it the happens time. You just roll time. with it. Yeah. And something the ones I've worked there's always something weird going on. There's some mm-hmm. some tragedy. And it's like, and we just had a conversation this morning about something that came up that was unexpected. Um,
1: unexpected, yes. And we have.
0: <laughs> some thoughts about it but we definitely did (laughs) it's always something yeah and it's just part of the experience
1: and that's the thing is like I'm not gonna let that ruin my last day absolutely not anything like that I'm still going to enjoy myself and I'm looking forward to my last Mm -hmm. day it and you were right saying that you know each day brings its own emotional like situations Mm -hmm. too because like I'm worn out in many ways that Mm -hmm. I can't even express so a big part of me is like, yes, I get to rest after this, but then I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna be like, oh, now I'm done with it. And I, I don't have another one for another month. You know, <laughs> like the stress is gonna start all over again. But at the same time, it's it's almost like, you get this really big high and then you have to like, just wait it out until the next one.
0: <laughs> it's it's the con blues. Is the, it is the over, con blues. Yes. And
1: I used to get it with performances too. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that, I mean. Uh,
1: well, yeah. It's the same sort of thing. It's okay. like once you get through this big event, you have all these, you know, like high-flying, fun times. And then it's just, it ends suddenly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the con blues all over.
0: I mean, because I, a con, for again, people that don't know this, it's a big party. Mm-hmm. And it's in some ways a reunion of sorts. Because yeah. there are people you only meet at these things.
1: Yes. Like yeah. you and I
0: have been talking over email for like a week and a half up until yeah. now. Mm-hmm. We've met them for the first time two days ago. Right. But it's like, okay, I get it. We we work well together, and I'm probably not going to see you for months, at yeah. least, do not know.
1: I don't know where we'll cross our paths again, you know? I'm not sure. I expect we will, because I'm not going to be stopping this anytime soon. Sure. And I'm assuming you're going to keep going as well.
0: I guess. <laughs> and, and there are so many people in my contacts that, that that fits that description. It's like, yes. wow, I'm going to see you, but who knows when. Right,
1: yes. And, and
0: you get so psyched when it actually does
1: happen. Right? Yeah. And I even had, like... Um, So I posted about our booth to social media on that very first date, and I had one of the exhibitors that I have um, now kept in contact with for the last two years that I met at Fan Expo Chicago comment and start talking to me about different things. Like, I keep in contact with a lot of exhibitors and a lot of people that I meet, because we make friends with the vendors to either side of us every single time we do a con. So I still have... Contacts from the very first cons I did back in, it was Steel City Con in Pennsylvania. Those were my first cons. I've heard that's yeah. really good.
0: I've <laughs> never been that way and I'm from Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, really? Awesome. That's awesome. I saw the Pennsylvania patch and I was like, that's where I went to school. So I'm not originally from Pennsylvania, but I did live there for almost two years. Um, so Steel City Con was my first con. And when I started, it was fairly small. Like mm-hmm. it felt kind of small. Like I would. Maybe say just a hair bit smaller than like what this was, so still relatively, you know, cons are big enough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so
1: when you say you know, small, that's relative, they're still huge, but um, uh, it has been growing like crazy ever since. And I, I did um, two with Steel City, um, but then I relocated to Florida, and so I haven't been back up there to do another one. But I am, now that I've been settled in Florida and getting back into the con game and all this kind of stuff, I am starting to travel out of state more. So it may get back in the cards at some point. Um, (laughs) I actually would love for them to um, get a bigger venue because I think they're growing so much that mm-hmm. they are going to need a bigger venue. And when they do that, I would absolutely love to try and go back.
0: <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the venue really does become the little yeah. factor and you develop such a rapport with that one place. It's like, you don't want to grow past them. It's yeah, like, exactly. the old pair of shoes you don't want to throw out. It's
1: hard. Yeah. It's very difficult. Cause I mean, you're building business relationships too, the entire time. And, and like essentially all of this are just different levels of business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's all kinds of, um, Things you have to navigate around and like I said I'm just keeping an eye on it I'm watching it from afar for now and then um, I'm I know we've talked about possibly trying to get out to some uh, cons out on the west coast um, because we have some friends that live out that direction so a big motivating factor for us when we try a new con is is there anyone in the area that we can go see like can we knock out an extra little thing here Mm -hmm. and make it extra special for us so that's something that we look at (laughs) when we're picking
0: (laughs) I was like, hey, is there something I can see in that state or that city that I haven't gotten to yet? Yeah,
1: because it's, I mean it is a work trip, yeah, we work ourselves to death, but at the same time, we're going out every night to have dinner or we're you know, like, at least exploring a little bit, talking to people, seeing what's around. Um, like, I, this is my first time experiencing New Orleans. And now I have a, a, a good idea of, like, I can come back and go see this. I can come back and go do that. You know, like, those are exciting ideas.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really regret that I'm not gonna be able to see the World War II museum while I'm here. Just the con hours and their hours do not
1: match. Yeah, yeah, and I, for me, I'm, like, leaving to go straight back to Florida in the morning, so I don't sure. have time to go look either.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I will head back here. Maybe next year I can pencil yeah. in an extra day or two.
1: Right. Yeah. It's always something like gotta prepare at least a little bit either way. Um, but with so many things in the works, you never know what you're gonna
0: get. Absolutely <laughs> not. So when it comes to what's in the works, what are you working on writing? You mentioned your tarot card deck. I am what doing that. What got you into it? that?
1: Um. So uh, over this last year, I think it was something that I've always, I've I've always been a fan of it. Just in general, just because I think the artwork is what drew me in more than anything else i enjoy just the idea of it i think it's a a fun i like i guess let me preface this i like things that seem to have added meaning and if you have all these card decks that have added meaning with beautiful art i'm very intrigued and so i um kind of started just here and there collecting a few cards myself over the year uh, over this last year and then um, it was some events that I was doing where tarot was going to be like a pretty forward aspect of what people were looking for in those events. So I was like, hey, um, this is a good art project for me. This will be good practice. Let me go ahead and just try and see how redesigning my own art, car- or, like tarot cards would exercise my brain. That was how I started it. And then they were kind of a hit with the people when I did the event and started like showing them um, off to the people um, there, and I got a lot of interest in wanting it as a full deck, and I was like, okay, if I'm getting all this, like, feedback now, I'm going to go ahead and commit to, I don't know how long it's going to take, because a full tarot deck is like 78 cards, <laughs> but it is now a project that I'm like, alright, for each each event that I do, that's a goal I can set of at least do try and do five, and eventually I'll end up having a full set and then when that full set is done then it can be released into the world and the people that have seen it and wanted it will be able to have a full deck of cards but then i have my actual like original artwork as a trading card existing out in the world too and so then there's like this extra special thing that people will have like a tangible original artwork from me that can also be seen in the tarot deck when it's finished so it was just more of a personal project, like built out of just some little thing that I enjoyed myself.
0: It's a personal project. Yes. But what you just said to me is actually an extremely smart way of doing that from a yeah. business perspective. <laughs> so I I saw that come together. And I'm like, okay, I see what you did there. I yeah. like it. And, and that that's that's how you make this work. That's how you right. take something that's fun. Yes. That, that you're doing for your own enjoyment and like you let it pay for itself at yeah. least, if not something beyond that
1: exactly and so i'm not te- i'm not setting a time frame for myself so that i don't like burn myself out on the project immediately mm-hmm. because the truth is i am doing it amongst all the other things i'm doing as well <laughs> so i've i've taken some commissions from this con that i'll be working on i am also going to be working on new pieces for the next con next month and then i have um uh, other little side jobs that i do um just in general back at home like i'm also a, a teacher and things like that so i i'm filling my schedule but i'm not trying to burn myself out on my
0: schedule <laughs> that is hard
1: it is very hard i mean
0: especially you know yes. in the 21st century any adult out there who wants to do something so tough. <laughs> it's like it's, the way the world is right now you right. have to make things pay for themselves otherwise they don't happen
1: yes yeah and and that's exactly it is like let me figure out how i can plan all this through and I can make my money steadily mm-hmm. all the way through the project and then hopefully the payoff at the end will be worth it. So <laughs> it's the way I'm going.
0: <laughs> so how are people finding your work? Is that something you're doing mostly through social media?
1: It is mostly through social media and I am trying to get some, um, social media is not easy for me. <laughs> I have a hard time keeping up with it. I'm not one of those people that um, am checking in daily but I do try to make sure that I post new work whenever new work comes out and I do try to post for every event that we are involved in. So, um, Instagram's a really good one. I actually do um, share quite a bit to TikTok if I can, um, because a lot of my work, especially when it's like uh, sculptural work, it just does better um, sometimes on TikTok, and I don't know why. Um, But I'm okay with Continuing down that route, and people want to see the my work there, great. That's a one way I can share it. Um, I do have a website, um, and uh, uh, I plan I need to actually update update that because I also have an online shop as well. If anyone's interested in going those, but if you're just wanting to follow and see what's going on, Instagram is going to be the most reliable of the social media's.
0: (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. Do you ever stream yourself creating in process?
1: I have. Okay, because I said that
0: would work really well that for you. That was
1: where TikTok went, okay. uh, really enjoyed me doing my creative process just on camera. <laughs> what about Twitch? I have never tried Twitch.
0: You could do both simultaneously. I'm not trying to, I just think you know, hey, that sounds like a good idea. That
1: is a thought. I just hadn't, I, ha- I just hadn't thought I about you it. I can't I'm do not, it well. I'm not on the platform, but you know, like that's a good idea and I will look into that because, I mean, if I'm doing, you're right, if I'm doing it anyway, why not just make it available in more places? <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. I appreciate you meeting with me here yeah, I know you, you gotta get back I've gotta get back but I've had a great time talking to you and you'd be welcome back it. anytime
1: yeah you know Aaron thank you so much for reaching out to me I'm so glad to have this conversation and I've enjoyed every bit of this con and meeting you So, likewise yeah, likewise and you. I hope to
0: see you again <laughs> at some con somewhere
1: yes and we will cross paths for sure <laughs>
0: I would like to thank Allison for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. As I said to her at Fan Expo New Orleans, I really enjoy reaching out to artists, writers, creators of any kind, and seeing what they're up to. And if that describes you, I want to hear what you're up to right now. What are you working on? What are your dreams and ambitions? What conventions are you going to or thinking of going to? If you'd like to bring me into the conversation, reach out to me at bossigpodcast at yahoo.com, or you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Blue Sky at Aaron Bossig. Go ahead and subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your podcast platform of choice might be. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.